I have noise in the background. Let me shut it off. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Funny Now, Title Talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back here, and I've got my good friend LB on here with me. Uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, and then we'll talk about a little Patriots after this. So, if you want to, if you want to talk about the Patriots, you just want to hear Patriots talk. You don't want to hear any Bucks Super Bowl talk. We get that too. Well, you just fast forward a little bit, and we'll get right into that with you. We'll be, we'll be there for you too for some Patriots talk because there's some Patriots news and all, all sorts of stuff in Patriots land that we are going to get to. How are you, Mister LB? How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, I, I love the fact that you already mentioned the Bucks Super Bowl because I certainly have mixed emotions. I'm, I'm very happy for Brady's legacy, and I'm very happy for all those things. People appreciating Tom Brady is always good because he's the greatest quarterback and the greatest athlete that um, has ever come along. He's a different breed, and it actually made me want the Patriots to win their seventh Super Bowl now, more than ever, more than ever. Me too. You know, it's kind of odd. We're all, we're all, we all love Tom Brady. He was in our life for a long time. Little kids would throw the ball and pretend they're Tom Brady, and then they're still doing that now. So it's, it's a bit odd. But he wins a seventh, and and right now as we speak, one o'clock p.m. Eastern time, he's on some sort of pirate ship with Gronk. I'm sure he's like chugging Bruce and all sorts of stuff, acting crazy. It, it definitely. I was happy for Tom Brady. It definitely isn't the same because. You know, I'm not going to celebrate the this, the parade I'm right now as things are going. We can't go down there. Well, I'm sure there's lots of people there, but I wouldn't feel right going down there and celebrating as it is. But I wouldn't feel right anyway because I'm just not a Bucks fan. And I'm I'm happy for – I guess I'm happy for the true Bucks fans that get they get to see their parade once in their life. Great point, That's, by the way. Yeah, great. Good for them. I'm, I'm very happy for them. But uh, – as a, as a, if me, I showed up at the parade, I'd, I'd feel like I was intruding. I am, I am a Brady stand. Uh, Tom Brady's my guy, but for me to, for me to like put on a Bucks Brady jersey and get to the get to the Super Bowl parade would just, uh, it just be it just be a little odd for me. So I do, I'm very happy, but it is it is definitely not anything like the feeling you get if the Patriots won the Super Bowl and then you get the, uh, the games of glory the. I think it was, is it three games of glory? And as for the Bucks, it was four, but we'd always have three games to glory and you get to watch the games over and over and over again. And it was awesome. And you remember every single play. And for this game, it, it really, and for the rest of the games that Tom Brady played, it really wasn't, I never got that attached. And maybe some of you Brady stands out there did get, did get attached that way, but I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to see Tom win and how it went. I'm happy for him. He's happy, but as a Patriots fan, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a little bit different. And I, I sit here with OB. You know, I thought it'd be much happier that the page that the that I just said the Patriots that the Bucks won the Super Bowl. I know Brady, but but I just as I sit here, I just it it dawns on me. There's that cloud, and it's that Patriots fandom cloud, which is as of right now, 
Patriots. It's raining and it's pouring, buddy. We'll talk about that a little later, but let's talk about the Patriots Super Bowl. The Patriots Super Bowl. Look at me. I'm a mess. Oh my I goodness. I can't you're just rubbing I can't it in my face. I can't I can't I'm a mess. But the you're Brady won the Super Bowl. I'm I'm trolling myself <laughs> at this point. Brady wins the Super Bowl. And you know, the whole time, this whole entire run, you know, we we did a couple bucks stuff. You know, we talked about the Bucks. I think LB and I generally believe that the Bucks would at, at every game, everyone doubted them. Even our, even our best Patriots, our best Patriots Brady stands would doubt Tom Brady. But we kind of, we kind of went against the grain and said, you know, they were doubting Tom Brady. I'll never doubt Tom Brady. You know, this Chiefs Super Bowl, as we looked up, as we looked, every day got closer. People were betting on the Chiefs more and more. That all that stuff happened with the, with the Chiefs, Andy Reid's son. You talked about it a little bit. That black cloud was around that franchise, and it just let Tom Brady get in there, swoop up every single would, week. There was always would it something. Be okay, um, would it be okay if I touch on that real quick? Go ahead. I have great thoughts on the Britt Reed incident. Britt Reed, the son of Andy Reed, he has a very checkered past. He might have been a great man for a long time. He had a lot of issues up until about 08, 09. He works his way up to being the outside linebackers coach for the Chiefs. A lot of people say he's a great guy, but you know, as we all know, he, he had drinks and apparently took Adderall. He, he said it's prescribed and ends up going to the hospital. That blood draw is going to be huge. It's going to be a, a giant thing. And I, I've seen some people relate this and say it's not an excuse, blah, blah, blah. Number one, it's not an excuse. Everybody needs to be on the same page. We saw what happened when Malcolm Butler had his own things in mind. Um, out partying, out doing all these different things, going crazy, showing up late. And all of a sudden, an altercation goes down with the coach at two in the morning in his hotel room. That coach, as we have reported quite a few times on Title Talk, and we stand by it and believe it, was Steve Belichick, the safeties coach at that time, the secondary coach, rather. Things came to a heated exchange, perhaps blows. There's still some different things out there, but there was a shove. There was an altercation with Steve Belichick. Malcolm Butler winds up getting benched. You know, I know Devin McCourty says, oh, that was our game plan all along. That is not true. So now at the last moment, the day before, you have Jordan Richards in there, Malcolm Butler out. Malcolm Butler was terrible that year. He did not play well. Jordan Richards is one of the worst football players I've ever seen. He winds up on the football field. Patriots pay the price defensively. They can't make a stop. All these different things that changed at the end. Eagles beat the hell out of you pretty much. They kicked the crap out of your defense. Tom Brady did his thing, 505 yards, three touchdowns. He wasn't the issue. The offense was fine. But it showed you how one man can undo everything that you're trying to do. The Buccaneers this year, Tom Brady came there, Gronk comes there, AB comes there. They had one thing in mind. That was it. Super Bowl week, they're at home. They're chilling at home. They're all in Tampa. Brady has a house to himself two weeks. They had one focus. That was to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs' focus really got muddied all week. Right, You have the COVID barber coming in. Who knows um, how many guys were really, truly exposed to whatever the hell they did with this stupid thing, having this barber come in who, who you know, had tested positive for COVID, and they let him cut people's hair before they stopped it. For, for you know, I don't want to swear, but um, then you have the incident where this little girl could die. And Bryson, as I always tell you, you are one of the great men I've ever met, great human being. You're a role model. You did a great job. I know that you really promoted the GoFundMe for the little girl. And you said, you know, like, hey, hey, can we can we stop talking about 
all the things that were wrong in this, that, you know, and stop talking about who did what wrong. Are the Chiefs a bad, bad organization? You know, how does this relate to the Patriots? As if this was the Patriots, can we ignore all that? And you did a great thing. You said, let's raise money for this little girl. And immediately after you started promoting it, I believe that you had raised about $15,000. Um, a lot of Patriots fans really chipped in. You used your, you used your power and you do have, you used to, you know, you do have power and you always use it for great things. So I just want to say thank you, Bryson, for that. And how, how just genuinely nice of a thing of you that was to do. You're a great person. And the Chiefs were asked to, I always mess up this word and I'm going to mess up it again, <laughs> mess it up again. Compartmentalize? Compartmentalize? Is that right? Did I say that right? Sounds right to me. Compartmentalize. <laughs> And I'll finish up real quick because I know you have a lot to get to, too. But now they're asked to just say, hey, we're going to forget all this. Let's go win for Britt Reed. Uh, no, I don't think so. Who's Britt Reed again? Oh, yeah, that's our head coach's son. And you have to ask yourself, should, should a head should a father really even be coaching right now? Probably not. But it's something that I always like to talk about. These head coaches, they are they have insanely high divorce rates. They never spend time at home. They're always at the stadium. That's Bill Belichick. That's Andy Reid. Um, Andy Reid had a son pass away a few years ago. Bill Belichick went to the funeral and missed practice, as a matter of fact. Um, that same son had been involved in a few things where the police raided the Reid home, and the judge called it a drug emporium. So it's hard for these it's hard for these head coaches to really commit to the family aspect when they're so committed to football. And there's great articles on it and everything, and I just think the Chiefs had all these different things going on. You're being asked to ignore the fact that there's a young girl in the hospital with a brain injury that may die because your head coach's son, who is the outside linebackers coach on the staff, got drunk after leaving the stadium and caused a car wreck. I just don't know how you how you do that. I've seen people say it's like deflated footballs. It's not. Deflated footballs is a rallying cry, number one. They're, trying, they're saying Tom Brady's a cheater. It's us against the world us against the world ignore the noise that works in situations like that it's hard to ignore the noise when a little girl could die and you see how you need to be committed everybody needs to be on the same page it's one thing that belichick's always been right about you have to try to limit distractions Have the patriots been perfect absolutely not i would never tell you the patriots have been perfect i won't get into some of the things right now because that's kind of not what we're here for it is to upset patriots fans but that's my that's my spin on all of it. Um, I wish the girl a, a great recovery. I really hope she recovers. And thank you, Bryson, for doing a damn fine thing, a damn genuinely fine thing to help raise money for that little girl. And uh, I think our thoughts and prayers are with her. And hopefully we can stop comparing organizations and just hope this girl lives. And the Chiefs ultimately paid the price for all these distractions. And it's not an excuse if you employ somebody with a less than um, – stellar past these types of things can happen you know and that, and that includes any franchise you know and it's not an excuse you can't use an excuse because every person needs to have the same thing on mind you can't be out partying malcolm butler Britt reed out drinking and that's what happens tom brady wanted that super bowl that's all he cared about and boy did he get it biggest blowout of super bowl of tom brady's career he finally gets it in his first year with the buccaneers bryson absolutely insane especially how we got here but we'll we'll talk about that but as you said, the Chiefs had that dark cloud over them, and made it, and then they had all the all the public behind them, thinking that that Tom Brady and, and the Bucks wouldn't win, and that this is the death in the Chiefs' coffin, just as it was in every week previously before 
the how did we get here, OB? I think how we got here was that second half of that Chiefs game. You know, I think probably around week nine or ten, I started started watching the the Bucks game a little bit more closely. Uh, and all year, I call them. I, I've been calling them the stupid Bucks. I still think they are the stupid Bucks. <laughs> they were the stupid Bucks all year, and the easy things the, never really came easy for them, even in the playoffs. They I always thought that they still kind of did some stupid buck stuff. But in that second half, you know, Rem always said, they said that the Chiefs and the Bucks, he didn't get enough credit, would be back in this game and play the Super Bowl. I thought they did a lot of things in that second half. You know, Tyreek Hill had like one of those famous Moss games and a half where he had like 12 catches for 200 some yards or something crazy like that. But then after that game, Bucks went on a little run. They started beating up on some bad teams, but they started – they start getting it together a little bit. They had the they had the first game against the Washington team. Heineke kind of tore them up a little bit, and it was perfect. Then every single week, the narrative narrative was absolutely perfect for the Bucks because they could put on their dog mask that we that we created for them when Todd Brady was here with the Patriots. After they played the stupid Buck, the, the stupid Bucks played Washington. Everyone said, "Ah, oh, the Saints." It's the third time around. It's got a two game. Even the smartest people I heard. Two games. It's gotta. It's gotta mean a lot when you when you kick a team's butt twice. Tom Brady meant nothing to me. You're not beating Tom Brady three times in a season. Never gonna happen. Never. You were LB. You were right. You were right. A lot of the smart people were very wrong, and the public was on them too. And and so then they go. They go into New Orleans. They beat the Saints. There's no. There's no home field because it's a pandemic. So they beat the Saints. Then the next week, you got the Packers, a team that they've already they've already beat before. But the Packers had just rolled the, the week before, and so everyone everyone thought, M- ah, you MVP know, quarterback. Work. That's right. It was an MVP. You know, Brady just beat Breeze, but it doesn't matter. The Packers are just too good. So then they beat the Packers, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Well, the Chiefs. They just blew out the Bills. So then everyone, the public, the whole entire public was on the Chiefs. And probably as they should have been, but then the Chiefs lost their tackle. Then they lose another tackle. Then all this stuff happens, and then we're in a Super Bowl, and Tom Brady finally scores that first quarter touchdown. Then they score again, and then when it was fourteen three, I, I was like, "Yep." I said the B word in our in our Brady supporter chat with LBs, and I said, "This is going to be a blowout. This is too much for the Chiefs. They've been turning on the switch." For for too long now, but the switch is off. Reminds me of that reminded me of that LeBron James finals against the Spurs, the second one. They always talked about that switch that that the Heat had, and when they just got absolutely blown out. And same thing happened in this game. The Chiefs could never turn it on. Mahomes is running for his life. He also had some turf to probably going to get surgery, and and for six months he's going to be. It just goes to show you, LB, the dynasties are very hard, and people should. Maybe take away from this that what the Patriots did with Tom Brady was the best thing that we have ever seen in sports. Maybe take that away. It's very hard to have a dynasty. And you, for all the people that thought the Chiefs were one of the best teams ever, Mahomes is already the GOAT, Tom Brady, he ended that for at least one off one off season. He ended that. Dynasties are hard, yep. I think we can appreciate what Belichick and Brady did a, a lot more after seeing what the Chiefs just went through. It just takes one little thing and for yep. everything to come unraveling down. So take him glued. Maybe you can take that away. You can say, oh, yeah, our dynasty was awesome. We can look back on it awesome. You know, we t- we raised Tom Brady into the man he is. He was 
he was bred and, and lived in the New England culture with Bill Belichick, and he's taken a lot of that, a lot of the stuff Belichick has taught him to the Bucks. And then Arian said it. He said, you know, I let Tom do his thing. And Tom's thing, in large part, is a lot to do with his time in New England. So I think we can all, we can all take that away from this. Dynasties are hard. Tom Brady is the GOAT. And the stuff he did in New England helped him become the GOAT. One of my favorite things that you always say, as you've been saying it for a while, is don't forget Tom Brady's R's. And he did. He took that Belichick thing, and now he's a coach. <laughs> he could I don't, He could coach the defense, and the defense would be the best defense in the NFL because if you think Tom Brady became a great quarterback and doesn't understand defense, I have a bridge to sell you. He understands everything going on. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out part of the game plan versus Mahomes was his – things that he watched on film. He made that comment Super Bowl week where he said, the more I watch, the more I learn and made you think, what else is he watching? He's got all this time at home. Is he really just watching things on how to beat the Bucks, um, how to beat their defense? Or is he watching thinking how do teams beat Mahomes? Because I imagine Tom Brady could figure that out rather easily. And I have a few things to say for that. Number one, dynasty talk. I won't declare the chiefs dynasty dead yet. They have tons of players, but it's not looking good. Uh, Mahomes is going to be about out about six months, misses tons of ton of things with that toe injury. He's having surgery on. They clearly, we clearly saw a game plan. It reminded me of the Patriots versus Chiefs in Kansas City. But for whatever reason, you know, we backed off a little bit. But when you start rushing Mahomes up that middle, whew, he likes to just run around. And we saw him take a big sack versus the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Took them out of field goal range. The Chiefs settled for zero points in the first half. He had a strip sack. He did recover it. Recover it. Um, when he was running around again. And I don't know, this could be bad for Mahomes. He, he has some things he needs to work on. He showed some flaws in that Super Bowl for sure. And it brings me back to a few other dynasty things. Number one, the last team to win back-to-back Super Bowls, your 03-04 New England Patriots. Nobody else has done it since. The Seahawks tried. The Chiefs tried. Tom Brady <laughs> made sure that didn't happen for both of them. Um and it brings me to the 2007 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 42. The Patriots are 18-0 and 0 versus Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator. He has his way with Brady. Brady gets sacked five times. I never blame, blame, uh, blame Brady for this Super Bowl loss. I believe Kajer got gets hurt in the first quarter, and their offensive line gets shuffled a little bit, and that was pretty much the end. Beat the hell out of Brady the entire time. Brady never quits. Still takes him down the field. Goes a touchdown to Randy Moss. Um, Brady was wearing a boot before that game. It was actually a huge deal. He was going to Giselle's place with some flowers, and he was pictured wearing a boot out in New York um, the week before they went to – I forget what – that one was played in what, Arizona or Houston? Maybe Arizona. Arizona. Um, 42. And Brady's injured. So it just brings me to this. Tom Brady got a lot of heat for losing that suit. Boy, he lost to Eli, blah, 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 blah. Well, he didn't shit his pants either. He fought his way, sacked five times. He's not going to run around with like a chicken with its head cut off when he when he gets pressured. So Mahomes had three sacks this game. Brady was sacked five times. That's the difference. Mahomes is going to run around a little bit more and not do all those things. Brady's going to stick around in the pocket. And so it's not hard to figure out why Brady got sacked two more times than Mahomes. Um, Brady still had a better QBR, better pass rating, no turnovers, uh, at least no interceptions. I, can't, I don't believe he fumbled the ball that day either. I could be wrong. Um, a couple, I believe two touchdowns or one touchdown pass and he played pretty well. He battled his ass off. Whereas Mahomes is getting all these excuses where, well, he was hurt. Well, his offensive line fell apart. Well, blah, 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 blah. He, this went wrong. Where were all these excuses for Tom Brady in Super Bowl 42? 
You'd like to know because all I all I hear now is Giants fans are even happier. Every time Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, Giants fans pop champagne. They're like, man, we beat this guy twice. Twice. Manning. I remember before Super Bowl 46, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be payback. And my brother looks at me. My other brother, my oldest brother, he's not into football sports really. But, you know, he wants he wants the Patriots to win. He says, yeah, but what if they lose? I'm like, huh? What the hell are you talking about? This negativity. Yeah, but, dude, what if they lose? They'll be 0-2 to Eli Manning. That's awful. And I started thinking. And it gave me this bad vibe. And I was like, huh. It's kind of right. What if they do lose? I, I can't have that energy on me. And then the safety happens, and then they get the safety on that possession. They score a touchdown. They get a 9 nothing lead. And, you know, Super Bowl 46, another one where we battled back. It was just a team loss. I don't blame Brady. I don't blame Belichick. They did, It's not like they allowed, you know, 40 points in those games. Nobody's really to blame. They lost as a team. But I didn't hear those excuses. You know, uh, Gronk was injured in Super Bowl 46, just had his ankle, you know, wrecked. Wes Welker drops a massive pass. Brady never got these same excuses that some of these guys like Mahomes get, man. He played better than Mahomes did in that Super Bowl we saw last night. And Patrick Mahomes in two Super Bowls, his numbers are atrocious. So there's that. Brady's numbers in Super Bowls are effing fantastic, by the way. Would you like to hear his last five Super Bowl numbers, LB? Do you have all of them by any chance? Because I've been wanting to take it and put in and uh, make it into a 16 game season. But please tell me the last five. Yes. The last five Super Bowls that Tom Brady has played in. He's completed 70, 67% of his passes. We don't care. I don't care too much about that. But yeah, 7. as long as it's not like 54%. Yes. 7.9 yards in attempt, 352 yards per game, and 12 touchdowns four interceptions and he's had some of the most notable performances in Super Bowl history. So he had, so he had uh, in 49, you know, he had 50 attempts and not many quarterbacks win when they throw 50 times beats the LOB. And then he has the, the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl to come back be, and 466 yards, two touchdowns, one pick the next one, he loses 505 yards. And then the next one versus the Rams definitely, uh, definitely his worst Super Bowl out of the out of these five, and then this one he was actually he's very efficient. He he didn't turn the ball over. He had three touchdowns. He pretty much controlled the controlled the game the whole entire way. I have a, and after looking at these five Super Bowls, LB and and thinking about it, this second stint that Tom Brady has had, and the fact that Peyton Manning hasn't been around, because we both know when Peyton Manning was there, it was always Peyton was always known as the the computer quarterback the smartest quarterback there was and I think these last few years have been very good for Tom Brady's legacy because now he's starting to get known like Peyton right I mean if you're Tom Brady if you're Tom Brady you know it used to be like oh you know there's Bill and if there's Bill and he helps and he never really got the the credit for having a, a big brain like Peyton Manning always had so he always and people always said he didn't have a great arm, which I don't think is true, but they'd say he doesn't have a great arm. And so he was never Peyton's brain. So what what really was it? And for Brady, for Brady to win the Super Bowl without the Patriots, taking that aside, LB, how many how many rings is Brady trading to win a Super Bowl somewhere else if you told him while while he was with the Patriots after they won fifty one, if you looked at him and said, Tom, you're we're gonna take away one of your rings that you won. But you'll win another somewhere else. Do you think you'd take that? I'm a little confused by the question. Um, 
and if you're Tom Brady, you're Tom Brady, and you know how yeah. crazy he is. All these guys have egos. You're Tom Brady. How, how much does this Super Bowl mean in comparison to the other ones? Because with the other ones, you're always tied with Phil, and you know the Falcons mm-hmm. Super Bowl is always awesome. But pe- there was always this people in the back that would just always say, you know, Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah. If you're Tom Brady, would you trade? Would you trade two Super Bowl rings for one somewhere else? I hope question. not. Do you th- I hope not. Please, please say no to that question, Tom, because I need all six of those. Please. I need all six Patriots Super Bowls. As a matter of fact, I want to go back. People, people love to play that game. Like if you could trade away one and have the undefeated season and like, I can't even answer it because I don't want to give any of them away. I know. Right. But if you're Tom Brady, if you're Tom Brady though, we're not Tom Brady. If you're, if you were Tom Brady, how, how valuable is this ring? I compared think to he wouldn't trade away. I don't think he'd trade away any rings. I don't. Um, this one, though, of course, is awesome. you wouldn't. He's Tom Brady. This one is awesome because people used to always say, "Well, Peyton's the goat. He won with two franchises." Well, Brady man did it in his first year, and it, it, it really just tore me up inside. And oh god, did it his first year. So I did the number. Brady was here twenty years, right? He won six Super Bowls in twenty years. He went to nine, but let's stick to the wins. He's six out of twenty. That breaks down to three out of ten. Thirty percent of the time, he won the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Well, he's won the Super Bowl 100% of the time now with the Buccaneers. Let's say he plays there two more years and he wins another. Who knows? Let's say he play. He's probably going to retire with a higher win, Super Bowl win percentage on the Bucs than the Patriots. He'd have to play for the Bucs for like five years and only win one. You know what I mean? Or maybe like two out of five. That would even be 40%. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but let's say he plays three more years there and he wins one of these three. His Super Bowl win percentage will be higher than it was with the Patriots. And that is just a little bit painful. I like to. I, I I was bigger fan of of Tom Brady winning Super Bowls on the Patriots. <laughs> those were those were to me a lot funner. Um, this one's weird because I am happy for Tom. Um, I saw pictures of him with his family after the game, all of them smiling, and I started to smile because you know he's a beautiful man, he's beautiful family, and it does upset me, man. You know, and and I just remember when all of his kids were in Patriots jerseys and. You know, he's holding them up. They're all holding Lombardi, Giselle's on the field, and they're all wearing Patriots gear. And oh man. I think was it I think there was a report that Brady still sometimes says like let's go Patriots, or maybe it was Giselle or his parents. But like people yeah, his, in his, his mom still did. Say, his mom said it. Nah, his mom's his a beautiful mom said, woman. Go Patriots. We love her. Um, she's battled her own she's battled cancer. I believe that she's battled coronavirus. Thoughts and prayers with her and, and his family. They're great people. So classy, always classy. Um, we saw Cindy Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' mother, saying things after the game about Giselle. It's like, leave Giselle alone. Don't. What are you doing? You know, be classy. When you guys won the Super Bowl, you let everybody know it. You guys taunted everybody, and Tyreek Hill was doing his peace sign. Now you got to take your L with it. You know, it's something you learn in life. Nobody likes to lose, right? Nobody likes to lose. Nobody, nobody. So there's a certain someone that people you say, oh, well, he hates losing. You can't accept it. It's like, look, nobody likes to lose. Nobody. All right. Nobody likes to lose. Cindy Mahomes, she doesn't like to lose. Oh, well, welcome to life. You're going to, you're going to lose all the time. Luckily you lose less than others because your son is Patrick Mahomes. And he's, you know, considered the greatest quarterback right now in the NFL. I, I still think for my money, if I'm starting a team, I think I might just take Tom Brady because he's probably guaranteed to give me one effing Super Bowl ring. Even though he's 43. All right. I'll take Brady. If I'm starting a team, man, so uh, look at OB believes in Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick. Oh, uh, I just, you know, and, and I was 
I get so mixed up because I start to talk about it. I've, I've talked to my mother about it because she used to be really into it. And my dad was alive and she's not as into it now. I'm kind of alone on it. <laughs> so it's like I watch the games alone and then you and I pod and we talk about football. And I used to talk to my dad a lot after losses or after wins. And I've wondered who would he be rooting for in this? Would he be rooting for Brady? Would he be loving Brady on the Bucks and rooting for him? I don't know because he was like such a – my dad wouldn't allow another jersey in my house when I was a kid. That's not a joke. He was just all Patriots. That's it. You know, he was a fan when they sucked. He used to talk about the 85 Super Bowl a lot. We watched the 96 Super Bowl a lot, Super Bowl 31, and they lost to the Packers. And I do wonder how he'd feel. And it's an emotional thing. It is. Um, you know, I think, and I don't say this like I'm better than anybody or a better fan than anybody. I think that my age is just El Boomer. You know, I'm El Boomer. So I'm a little bit jealous and salty of Brady, but I'm also happy for him at the same time. You know, that that is my guy. I just always go back to, I wish he did it on the Patriots. So ultimately to your question, I, I, I would like to think he wouldn't trade any Patriots rings. I need them all. <laughs> we do need them all. The, we're gonna, on this day, one, I mean, it's going to be pretty sad when we're like, on this day, 20 years ago, the Patriots won Super Bowl 53. <laughs> I had a tweet earlier this week, and I said, basically the first week of February is just Patriots Super Bowl anniversary week, where every day we have like a... Um, on this day, January 6th, Patriots won Super Bowl. On this day, January 3rd. On this day, January 1st. And it's just incredible. It's incredible. And come back home, Tommy. <laughs> Say sorry, Bill. Uh, I'll give you something real quick. That I used to always think, oh, well, get in line. Get in line. Stop acting like a fool. Bill's way is the right way. They win Super Bowls. Blah, 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 blah. Then I start to wonder, what if he was wrong? What if, what if his way was stupid? And all that other crap was just kind of dumb and meaningless. And they could have won Super Bowls anyways if they did talk a little bit more and had a little bit more fun and all that. And, you know, the fact that they are considered such a business first thing. And I don't know. What if Bill had relaxed and given up some power and let Tom Brady take over a little bit more? And they did give Brady more power and they did let him pick some of his weapons. I don't know. That might have been the, the right thing to do. And in my opinion, it came down to a power struggle in 2017 and it eventually led to the, you know, led to the Brady of the Bucks thing. And you're going to ask who's right right now. I'd say Brady's looking like he's winning that conversation. And that's coming from a diehard Patriots fan who doesn't want to admit it. And I still love Bill, but I have concerns, Bryce. And I have concerns and I do, I have some concerns. It's not easy for me to admit. It makes me reevaluate some things and wonder if some things are right or wrong that I thought were right. But even before all of this happened, I always said it never I never liked the fact that Bill would ultimately probably decide if Brady retired a Patriot. And to me, it still hurts. But hopefully, hopefully other Patriots fans out there that are listening understand kind of where I'm coming from, understand where you're coming from, you know, to be happy for them. And, you know, those Buccaneers fans that got their first Super Bowl and, you know, but go Patriots. I know you have some thoughts. Seems to be a lot of Cam Newton stuff going on right now, Bryson. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's you, you ran right into the topic I had next, which was uh, you hate you hate to do it, and I always said up, uh, you know, at the beginning when the when the Brady was with the Bucks and Bill was with the Pats, that would be it's for the best not to compare them, and it's kind of silly to you know to compare them both, but now we're gonna have to because everyone's talking about it, so we'll we might as well talk about it too. I just think it will be. You know, Belichick was obviously very good for he was very good for Brady and Bill and Brady was obviously very good for Bill. But I think in the end, 
Bill got a little tripped up. Should have just appreciated Tom maybe a little bit more. There's there's reports that they never they never went out to even dinner. They never really they always talk game plan and stuff like that. But maybe they maybe they could have been more in tune quarterback and head coach like Mahomes and Reed. Maybe they maybe they could just appreciate Tom a little bit more. Maybe he'd still be here. Who knows? Maybe it was just one of those unavoidable unavoidable deaths that happens in all sports when print dynasties take their turn and every nothing ever lasts forever but maybe maybe it was for the best maybe the Pacers will be back on top this year maybe they won't have a certain quarterback there maybe he'll be playing tight end who knows but I think I think Bill maybe he made a little bit of mistake betting against Brady and I think Bill's problem was Bill Bill always he wanted Brady to take those one year deals and he he really didn't like betting on Tom after he turned 40 and what I mean in Bill's defense Tom Brady was over 40 and it never happened and it was the craziest thing ever but he was Tom Brady you know him better than all of us you should have maybe bet on him a little bit more maybe if they a couple years ago would have just gave him a nice extension the cap wouldn't be as bad and they wouldn't have to get year to year I think it all just kind of built up and then Brady just was like you know what taking my ball going home I really wanted to be here but I, I need to also you need to also like maybe some days grant like meet me at the door with roses and some candy like maybe maybe i just kind of want to feel when they were talking about it and tom versus tom giselle used to say tom just wants to feel appreciated and maybe that would have been a couple things and but that was the 2017 season yeah a lot of problems that year they had jimmy and everything became a mess and then they traded jimmy and then it's just all a mess. Um, I hate the way that they broke up the way they did. I, it would have been nice if the Patriots were also in the Super Bowl playing Tom Brady, so we wouldn't have to talk about things like this. But but it is, and we did. And I, I'm gonna get. I hate to. I hate to doubt Bill. I'm gonna give him another year, and we'll talk about what the how the Patriots go from here. But it's not looking too good, LB. Not looking. Too I will good. say. Uh... I will say this, uh, if you think Brady didn't have a motivation this year where he felt Bill Belichick didn't believe in me, I think you're crazy. I think he absolutely had that on mind a lot. Tell himself, Bill Belichick didn't believe me. I'm going to prove him wrong. Uh, We actually bullied Brady into winning the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people forget, but at the time, he was going to bed at 8 o'clock and just getting blown out in these late-night games, which the Super Bowl is also a late-night game, and and people like us, we bullied the old man full of, we're not, we're not afraid of Tom Brady. So we told him, change your bedtime, old man. And he did change his bedtime and it ended up, I think it worked out for him. And I'm going to say, we are the main reason why Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, the seventh Super Bowl, because people showed him our tweets and he said, screw these guys. I'm going to start going to bed at a normal time. And it reportedly, like a week before the game, Brady texted him at 11 and 11 PM. And the only way Brady would be, awake at 11 p.m. is if he went to bed at like 1 p.m. That would be the only way. But he skipped his bedtime. He, he made a change. He wasn't so rigid. He listened to us. He got bullied a little bit on the Internet. And he said, you know what? I'm going to bed later. LB and Bryson were right. And he <laughs> I, won I the Super that's... Bowl because of congratulations. Congratulations, Bryson, for winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that uh, it's one of those things where it's like um, – People used to say it's safe to say that LeBron James made the right decision sticking to basketball over football, right? And he probably made the right decision. I think it's safe to say that uh, Tom Brady made the right decision listening to Brady NFL 
aka Bryson Cupid Bryson um, on on Twitter listening to you because ultimately yes he lost a few more hours of sleep but he was you know he won a Super Bowl which I believe was I would say personally winning the Super Bowl um, is good. I think it kind of is maybe just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while. It's good. It's been <laughs> it's a while. Good. Can you believe we it's just won a Super Bowl two years ago, buddy? It, it, it's been. I, re- I think it's been a while. It, it just happened, right? Twenty nineteen. Uh, Only two years ago, man. Right? Twenty twenty nineteen. Things happen so fast. Everything February twenty nineteen. So it was funny. So the whole fast, weapons man. thing. The whole weapons thing came from Super Bowl 53 because Brady didn't play his best game. His weapons were absolute crap. People thought, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. you don't need weapons. Uh, maybe Brady was just carrying crap weapons and the defense played well enough. I'm not saying Brady was perfect in that game or great and that Brady didn't make mistakes too, but his weapons were ass for the most part. Gronk wasn't quite the same guy. He actually looked better this year in Tampa than he did his last year here with us. Um, Blocking-wise, he wasn't. Blocking-wise, Gronk in 2018 versus the Chiefs in the playoffs was one of the greatest extra left tackles I've ever seen. Um, and then he could make a couple clutch plays for you, but it was mostly all Edelman. And then Hogan was stinky and Dorsett was stinky. And he really carried us to that last Super Bowl. Even though you can look at the scoreboard and say, oh, well, 13 to three. Well, you know what? He did his thing. He won the game. So be it. He did his thing. Yeah, the defense was great, but he didn't have great help either. And that's why people try to compare these numbers of Mahomes now versus Brady starting out. I can tell you right now, I watched Super Bowl 36. It was all the, he was dumping off passes to J.R. Redmond and people try to like use it against him. And it's like, you realize his tight end was Jermaine Wiggins. He sucked. His weapons were ass. So he was just making the best of everything that he could. Always made the right decisions. That's Tom Brady for you, man. Doesn't always need the best help. We saw it in 2006. Weapons not great. He loses an AFC championship game. Um, 2013, weapons really not great. They Welker leaves. Hernandez murders people before that season. And he winds up going into it. No weapons. Drags us to an AFC championship game again. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Greatest quarterback ever. Greatest athlete ever. Um, don't even don't even try to ask me if he can dunk a basketball. Don't care. The pinnacle of sports is playing quarterback. That's considered the most athletic thing. People always put their best players at quarterback for a reason. Different breed. He was born to play quarterback. Discussion silly. I might have just gone totally off topic, but I don't care. Go Patriots. Good job. And, uh, Good job. Bet- we can, let's end the but it's in the Bucks Super Bowl talk. That's over now. The people that want to hear about the Patriots can yep. go ahead and give their ears a little listen because we'll start, start about the Patriots. Congratulations, Tom. Uh, LB and I sent him multiple texts in our group chat. He hasn't responded yet. I'm sure he's very busy, but good job, Tom. Good job, Tom. Put in yourself. Hey, good me, job. He liked your tweet, though, on, on your Christmas tree, which was so fantastic, and you even had my face on it, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I loved that Christmas tree. You actually had, when he liked your tweet, you screenshotted it, and you made it into a Christmas ornament. People are saying it's fake, but it's absolutely real. I was there. It was real. It was, it was I was real. there too. It was real. It was real. Yep. Very real. That's yeah, not a joke. You that could, was real. Pe- people could say it wasn't Tom. It probably wasn't like 100%, but I'm just going to always pretend it was and think that we have a, we hold a oh, special bond. You, know? you got a like from Tom Brady. Just like even the name is just like so beautiful. And maybe I, my dad's name is Thomas and I have a brother named Thomas. So it's like Tom Brady. Doesn't it just sound perfect? Like Michael Jordan always sounded perfect, right? Like this, just Michael Jordan or even LeBron James. I know you're not a LeBron game, LeBron guy, but then you got to admit it's a great name, LeBron James. Just Tom Brady. It just rolls off the tongue, and it just like like a Isaiah Wynn, J.C. Jackson. <laughs> you kill me, man. Isaiah Wynn, and J.C. Jackson, and <laughs> <laughs> Dawson. 
Duke Dawson was actually kind of a good name. You know, Duke Dawson. I kind of he never played snap for a second round pick. Was here for a year. You you hated the Duke Dawson pick. Hated it. And I was like, how can he hate it? The guy, you know, because I'm different than you. Sometimes, sometimes I try not to be so reactionary. I like to let things play out. Like I said about the Chiefs dynasty, let it play out, see if they can get back there and win it next year. Or, you know, let it play out. And with Duke Dawson, I was like, huh, the guy's never played. How do we know he's so bad? And I remember you hated it. You always said he sucked. So his first year, he's on IR, whatever, doesn't play a snap, gets traded. That was a second round pick. And maybe these are the things for why Tom Brady left. <clears throat> Uh, I'd say the number one reason is uh, the the Patriots drafted this guy in the first round. I don't know if you know who he is. It wasn't Isaiah Wynn. He really liked him, according to all reports. And that was the reason, only reason why Tom Brady wanted to stay was Isaiah Wynn. But they drafted this guy, OB. And uh, not only did he not know what he was doing in an AFC playoff game, but he also hid behind light poles this offseason. He left camp. We were watching him in camp thinking, boy, he's slow. He sucks. Uh, people have called us haters. No, not really. I want the guy to be great. He's a patriot, but he has never shown me it. Now, all he's shown me is immaturity. Um, he's an Instagram star. Never forget that he just left practice, um, went to the bathroom last year in camp. People say, well, he was injured, and that's why he was on injured reserve. Can you and I, can we just put that to bed? That's not true. That's not why he was on injured reserve. I know you could probably speak on it a little bit more than I can, unless you don't want to. Yeah, he was on injured reserve because Tom Brady was so mean to him. That was why. We've gone they, through two quarterbacks here, and and never, it's always, well, you know, and just just if say it out loud, that's always a good rule. Say it out loud, and if it sounds silly, it probably is. They'd say, well, you know, Brady and Harry just didn't work out, and it was Harry's fault, not Tom Brady, the greatest quarter quarterback ever. It wasn't Harry's fault; it was Tom's fault. And then there's another quarterback that comes in. Oh, it actually wasn't. Nikhil Harry, it was Cam Newton, which I'm more inclined to believe, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> this guy, Nikhil Harry, geez, this guy. So he's played with two M- NFL MVP quarterbacks who have played in Super Bowls and everything and hasn't had a connection with either. And I'll never forget the when he kind of like when Cam slid down the bench. And I know you and I discussed it where it seemed as if Harry was telling him, I'm open, dog. You got to get me the ball, blah, blah, blah. And Cam was just like, oh, my God, shut up. You suck. Called him Doughboy, which was like, I think people thought it was a fat thing, but it's actually like a, it's from a movie, I forget. But basically, it's just saying that you're an idiot. You got dough for brains, you're an idiot. And uh, uh, another year of under 10 yards for catch. We all know the AJ AJ Brown story. Wanted to be a Patriot. Loved the Patriots. Is awesome. I'm more mad about AJ Brown than even the other guys. I know DK Metcalf, to me, looks like he's a Hall of Fame talent. And I did not believe in DK Metcalf. You and I, I won't drag you into this with me, but I know I had some fun. Actually, you know what? I am dragging you. You, you and me, we hated this guy. <laughs> There's still a video. Just call him the chain, choo choo, and yeah, yeah, choo choo. We had so That's much awesome. fun with it, and we called him the punt team gunner, and. We renamed the chat DK Met Chat, and Sammy left, and that's CBO underscore three, I believe. He's our buddy, but something like that. But that's Sammy, and he left the chat for months because we slandered Metcalf so much. It really turned into a meme and a joke, but I didn't think he was going to be a good football player. He ran a a three-cone slower than Tom Brady, which is like, oh, hey, that's my NFL wide receiver. So, But my point is, 
a lot of teams seem to have doubts in DK. I've always felt that it may, it might be PED related. They weren't sure if this kid was the real deal. He didn't produce his last year. He, he was hurt. He had a back injury or a neck injury, something along those lines. Um, but then we got to AJ Brown wanted to be a Patriot, love the Patriots, begged them to draft him. I started studying this kid just so I could always tell Sammy that he was better than Metcalf. So really I did like, I like unironically started studying this kid just to own Sammy, but I really did fall in love with them. I used to always say it every day, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, AJ Brown works in the slot. He's, they say as a great football, he can work everywhere. He produces, he, you know, you play all over the field. He's smart, understands defenses. Please Patriots draft this man. And then they took uh, Harry. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Jared Stidham's just bumbling around, falling into teammates, trying to give this kid a high five, and he's just busy being a, a weirdo. Like, dude, you suck. You had one catcher as the Chiefs to shut up. Always at the Instagram videos. I'm an effing animal. Like, dude, please just try to play football and grow up a little bit. You blow. I'm not huge on Harry, the person or the player. I think he kind of sucks. How's that? How's that for like a, uh, a Boston media sports take where people would act like we're jerks. I, I just don't, I think Harry sucks. How's that? I think he sucks. Dumb. Dominate him. But the, uh, you're totally right about everything you said. There's, there's a video with like millions of views. that has a screenshot of me saying something really stupid, which I was like half trolling, but we all, like I said, we didn't think he was going to be good, but LB, I it think there's been an it all. Wasn't, it wasn't fully, you know, it, it wasn't fully Trump, but there, there's an olive branch. LB, there's multiple olive branches. It's crazy the way it's had, the way it's worked out. Usually, elite quarterbacks are never available, and that's the reason why teams never trade for elite quarterbacks. Teams just don't want to give them up. But there's been like this little olive branch for the Patriots, and it's been like sliding their way all off season, and they kind of really don't want to take the branch. There's two quarterbacks right now that are pretty unhappy with their situation, and I, who I would consider elite quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, both they I think they would both be very happy if they were not on the team they were on right now. And Watson has a little bit more control than Wilson. But I just want to talk about this real quickly because I've seen a lot of Patriots fans. And you would think, you know, say it out loud. If you say it out loud and it sounds stupid, it probably is. A lot of Patriots fans are saying, I don't want Russell Wilson. You'd have to give up too many picks. Do you realize how many picks I would trade for a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson? Do you do? Does anyone understand? Or I could care less about four first round picks. I don't care what the Patriots, even their if even if their track record was absolutely awesome, and and at one time first round picks when D Mac and all those guys, Vollmer, um, Hightower, Jones, they they've had some high picks that were that were good in the past. But I don't care. I would trade four first round picks and I wouldn't blink an eye and I would think I would I stole something because I now have an elite quarterback and you're going to have to spend those first round for four first round picks on getting a guy that's as good as Russell Wilson. So I would Let take Russell Wilson quickly. and Sean Watson. Go ahead. Very quickly and then I want you to keep going cuz I love what you're saying. What's the ultimate goal, Bryce, when you make a trade or or you do something for your team? What is the ultimate goal? Win the Super Bowl. That simple. Have a good quarterback. It's really that simple, OB. I mean, winning the Super Bowl, having a good quarterback, It's if you look at the past Super Bowls, it's, it's going hand-in-hand hand here. If you, look at the, if you look at the last quarterbacks remaining here, we had Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Who's the other, that's a, That was the final four here, and 
four quarterbacks who probably played the best out of including the postseason out of any quarterback. Russell Wilson definitely was up there during the year, but kind of fell off a little bit. If I were Bill Belichick, I would take this as a sign of God to say that, you know what, Bill, you messed up. You let Tom go, but here you go. We're going to slide you an IOU, and here you go. Here's Russell Wilson and or Deshaun Watson. Now, Watson has a lot more say, obviously, and it sounds like it'd, take, it'd probably take a lot less to get Watson because he kind of wants to choose where he goes. And maybe the Patriots that aren't even a place that Deshaun Watson wants to go because Patricia's there, and I, I don't think – Can I comment on that quickly? Go ahead. I do want to say, Deshaun Watson, and this is something I brought up to you personally, Jack Easterby, he became Brady's guy, uh, Bill Belichick's guy. He came in as a character coach after Hernandez innocent. He's supposed to be kind of like a con man. He worked his way up to the system. All of a sudden, he was one of Belichick's right-hand guys. He even says they were good friends. He leaves after Belichick gives him tons of control, and people are reporting to him. Easterby, choir guy. He's a prayer guy. That's fine. All right? I, I get it. But all of a sudden, he became a personnel guy. Belichick loved him. Goes to Houston. Patriots feel slighted. Bill's upset. Feel portrayed. Easterby is destroying that organization. And this was Bill Belichick's guy. Things like that concern me. And then players look around, players talk, and they say, why would Deshaun Watson want to go to the Patriots? He's getting a taste of the Patriots, and he doesn't want anything to do with Nick Casario or Jack Easterby. A lot of these guys have gone out of their way. Matt Patricia, to make the Patriot way, quote-unquote, look stupid, look dumb, um, they try to imitate it. It doesn't work. It gives players a bad rub. I don't think Deshaun Watson would want to play here. Even if you offered seven first round picks, I don't know. Maybe you convince him. Maybe you try to get cooks, Brandon cooks in that package. A guy that you and I have both said, get this kid back here because he at least loves the Patriots. He's under contract, still pretty young. I was so happy when you agreed with me on that on the other day. Um, I'm going to let you talk now. I just want to say the connections with this idiot Easterby and all these different things where he preys on personnel decisions and the owner loves him. And he's really torn that franchise apart. He traded away um, Sean Hopkins and Bill O'Brien compared him to Aaron Hernandez. And I just don't know if Aaron, if Deshaun Watson would be feeling coming to the Patriots based on everything he's experienced with all of these idiots that come from our organization down there. And you talk, I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. It's your podcast, too, but you can say what, what you want whenever you want. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, maybe Patricia and Belichick, maybe Watson. But now I have now I have this other olive branch, and that's Russell Wilson, because as Bill Belichick always says, and as always, I always say, usually the best quarterback in the division always wins the division. That hasn't been the case in Watson's case, but you could argue surroundings, like Easterby, crazy organization, crazy yeah, things happen. It's very dysfunctional. But in, in the AFCs now, you have Josh Allen, and it's reported that the Jets are the favorites to land Watson and that he would actually want to go there, which is in 2021. Crazy to say. But if you have Watson, Josh Allen, and then you run this thing back with Cam Newton, I can assure you, and I will, I will let you take any amount of bet money you want that the Patriots will not win a Deshaun Watson They'll Josh be third Allen in the division divisions. with Cam with Cam Newton. So you need you need to make this sort of uncharacteristically aggressive move trading for Russell Wilson. Ob, I don't care what it takes. Gilmore first round picks. I do not even care. Trade for a Bryce quarterback. Lee. Get an elite quarterback. This you'll it will never it will probably never happen again that these elite quarterbacks want to be traded for from a team. Try do whatever you can. Get Russell Bryson, Wilson over if, here. And, if, and, and it obviously isn't about weapons either because he has weapons. He just doesn't yep. like the Seahawks. 
He wants a better offensive line. I know you and I have talked before that some of the sacks he takes are certainly on him, but let's give him the Patriots offensive line, give him anything he wants. And I would like to say that what you just said about um, those quarterbacks in the AFC East, if that happens and Hopkins goes to the Jets, I know they're the dysfunctional loser Jets, but if all these things happen, the Patriots could be looking at fourth in division in a few years. You're looking up at the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. I know you don't uh, want to hear it, but I don't like admitting these things. Uh, yeah, I don't like admitting either. I don't, and I for, totally forgot about the Dolphins who have two, which I'm not too high on. But they also have the ammo to trade for Watson or one of these quarterbacks exactly. to trade for Russell Wilson. They, you need to get, a, you need to have a quarterback in this division, or otherwise. And that's why that's exactly why running it back with Cam or having a another bridge quarterback would just be delaying another year of the inevitable to me. I'd rather I would rather draft a quarterback. There's lots of quarterbacks. Draft a quarterback you like, weaponize the offense, or trade a bunch of picks for, and get an actual quarterback that you like, like Russell Wilson. Bring him in here. You might sound it sounds impossible. Why do I care about can uh, convince me, OB. Why should I care about these? four first-round picks that I'm about to trade for Russell Wilson. Let me just say I'm the wrong guy to try to convince you here. Um, and a fox just jumped in the river. I'm walking around outside next to my river, and a fox just jumped in. That was pretty we cool. We are live here Where'd with a title talk, and there is a, there is a fox at, in LB's backyard right now. This is crazy. And he's, and he's actually more quick than half the <laughs> Patriots roster right now. So maybe I'll he needs to try out. The Patriots do, they lack speed badly, and they need speed badly. It's just a disaster. They are slow, but I'm not the right guy to try to convince you to not trade those picks, Bryson, because what do I always say to you? Um, growing up, baseball was my second favorite sport. I loved when the Red Sox would trade um, prospects, no matter how great of a prospect they were. I was always on board trading prospects for established players because I want to win World Series. Yourself, what about your future? Give me rings right now, you know, because you try to wait five years and you never win anything. And I don't care. Just give me those moments that I can cherish forever right now. Give me my trade your four first round picks. Get right. Russell Wilson. I don't know. Does it impact your future? Probably for the good, because now you have Russell Wilson, you know, like I have a feeling Russell Wilson would be more apt to play for the Patriots. I know that there was talk of Aaron Rodgers. I think some of these quarterbacks like Matt Stafford who don't want to come to the Patriots, I do question whether or not Watson would want to, whether that's fair or not. I could be totally wrong. Um, I think a guy like Rodgers or Wilson, I think that they would look at the situation and say, yeah, but they got Bill Belichick. And I think that I can win with Bill Belichick and that organization and that owner. And, you know, they'll find some weapons for me. They found weapons for Brady. Um, if Aaron Rodgers was to ever come available, oh my goodness, I know that we hate on him and we say things about him and I fully admit he's missing something. He doesn't have that thing that Brady has where Brady's already thinking about winning his eighth Super Bowl next year and going back to back. That's where his mindset is right now because that's just who he is. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is probably a guy that they said, look, Aaron, we're thinking about trading you and moving forward to getting older. I think he would be a kind of a guy more unlike Matt Stafford that would say, okay, uh, yeah, I'll play for the Patriots, you know? People have always said that I could win 10 rings with Belichick. So sure, put me, send me to New England. Let's see if it's true. You know, what about Russell Wilson? He might be looking at himself saying, I want to play for a good organization. You know, I, I trust that Bill will find me weapons. Absolutely. And if you say that you wouldn't trade for Russell Wilson, you're an idiot. Give me Russell Wilson right now. Right yeah, now, right. injections from my veins. 
instantly in the offseason, OB, our lives were changed. This whole offseason is much better. You know, the clouds all of a sudden look pretty. The grass looks pretty. The snow's even pretty. I can handle the cold because I know in the fall, I'm going to be watching Russell Wilson with the Patriots instead of Cam Newton Ugh. and, watch, and just delaying the inevitable. Can you imagine that number three? Oh, my goodness. How about Aaron Rodgers? You get him, you give him number 12. <laughs> I don't think his fans are like that. Bill would do that. Bill he would. would do that. He would do that. He'd do that, and then he'd probably win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. <laughs> but, you know, Rodgers is <laughs> not be, as good as I'd be, down for, straight, but. I'd be down for any of these players. You need, you need an elite quarterback, and you can figure the rest of the things out later. Bill has always been great in those mid-round picks, as LB always like to say. Let's give yeah. these first-round yeah. picks away. Let's trade Gilmore, whatever they want, and let's get Russell Wilson in here, and we'll set him up with a nice offensive line. And you know what? For all the Patriots' weapons aren't good talk, and I'm sometimes in the past have been said that before, but if you give me Jacoby Myers, Bird, I think Asiasi might end up being a good tight end. I think Keen might end up being a good fullback someday. And then you could just get one more, just one more guy, like a Brandon Cooks type. Um, what's, a, what's a guy's name? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Just some, some of these, one of these players, another, just another player with an elite quarterback and elite offensive line. Guess what? Every single week I've got a chance to win. And if I have a bot, if I have a bottom 20 quarterback, you can try to put, you can try to put, it's like Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff, Rams were lu- Rams were lucky to get the Super Bowl with J- Jared Goff, and McVay absolutely owned for a while Jared Goff. But my gosh, do you need an elite quarterback, and you need to sa- surround them with elite stuff? And half of that is already here. You don't really need that much more in New England. Am I wrong? I love it. No, I love it. I love the way you're talking. You know, uh, ACAC, I'm not ready to give up on yet. You know, he did have a tough rookie year. He was open a lot earlier on. Cam didn't target him. We saw a few times where Cam would throw, you know, 146-mile-per-hour fastballs to him from four feet away when the guy has never caught an NFL pass, which, you know, whatever, just zip it right at his head. And, you know, the kid was he's still growing. He's a young kid. I, and, you know, we saw some of that versus the Jets. We saw some of it early on where he was always open and Cam wouldn't target him. So, I mean, I'm not totally done with that kid yet. Keen, whatever, I guess see what happens hopefully one of them turns out to be a player because they double dipped in the third round on those kids um i like the idea of cooks obviously i really if if bird i know some people think bird's gonna get you know a payday i don't believe he's getting just a crazy payday i think that maybe you could convince him to come back for whatever money and we already like myers i think myers is a very good football player julian which like we said about tom brady now listen i'm not saying edelman's tom brady but are you totally going to bet against Julian Edelman either? Even at his age, getting older and all that, I, I wouldn't bet against the guy. He's a madman. He's He's got that Brady work ethic himself. Um, you know, he's a nutbag. He's a guy that I'll keep around as long as he wants to play. I don't care if he's the worst in the league. I love me some Julian Edelman. They need that leadership. Um, that's why some of the stuff like Hightower come back. I, I like that. I like that. We do need leadership. Um, I know that you're not thrilled about it, but we did have a talk. Uh, in the summer, when we really discussed the Patriots, you and I personally, just talking, no bull crap, no trolling. We said we had concern about the Patriots. It could be a six-win team. We had concerns. We didn't want to didn't want it to happen, but we did have worries. And, you know, they go on, they win seven games. And one of the things that we said about Hightower, and you said, was, yes, you know, he's not that great. 
he's definitely not probably worth what he makes, but you're losing some leadership here. And at the time where they lost Brady, I'd say they lost Brady at a really bad time. They had just lost their entire linebacker core and all those different things. But, you know, I say just get a quarterback in the building, man. Trade all the picks you got in the world, and maybe ACAC becomes a player. And I really would like to see them find another Wes Welker type, um, KVN, Dion Lewis, where they've always spotted talent. I think that we're due for a guy like that. I'd say last year Bird was kind of that guy a little bit, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, Jerry Rice out there, but he was a nice little find and he seems like a pretty good player. And if we can make some moves and we know players don't want to be here, screw it, trade for him. <laughs> they have no choice but to come. I love it, LB. I love That's it. my thing. I, I, feel, I really I, believe they need to I, make I, trades. I feel like we're right because if, I think it just comes down to a lot of average people don't like taking risk. I've taken a lot of risk in my life, but a lot of very successful people take risks in their life. If we just, if we were able to bring down one of our billionaire friends and we sat him in a room with a very average person, average life, probably, I don't know, worked at a post office, which is fine for the, for their entire life. And we said, look, billionaire, you've got four stocks. Um, they're, they're very average stocks. One, a couple of them could be great. Or would you like to trade all of them for one stock that I can assure you is one of the best stocks out there? What do you think? They'd say, yeah, give me the awesome stock right now. I'll take the risk. Instead of having four stocks, it'd be crappy. And the other guy would say, no, I'm saving my money. I want to keep my stocks. You know who's probably right? The billionaire. So let's go with the billionaire. Don't Go with don't go with average Joe logic, LB. We need to take risk here. We need to jump off the cliff. We need to bring yep. Russell Wilson in here. We, we, we are now LB and I are part of the Patriots. Yeah, listen. When Robert Kraft said we are all Patriots, I took that very, very literally. We are all Patriots. <laughs> Do your job. Yes, Come on, we Bill. Are. <laughs> Come on, Bill. Why couldn't LB. Bill listen to us about AJ Brown? I don't know. He 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 had Nike out there, and I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Like Nike, Nike couldn't talk. You know, at that time, he was too little of a pup, so he wasn't there to well, uh, have that good influence on him. Never forget uh, Jack Easter be sitting down. I wonder if they prayed on to kill Harry. Hey, you know, we've Brown been praying Harry, for this Bill, guy. What do you think? Send me a um, sign. All of a sudden, you know, Bill's uh, Bill had a hat, and his this thing just fall over, and he's like, "That's it. It's Harry." We prayed on it, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nothing change. against religion I by the way i, I love change. i love religion and i love all those things and i think it's fantastic to be religions but i don't know the guy praying on personnel moves worries me a little bit and i hope that wasn't a part of what the patriots were doing uh it, it is worrisome i think we're, we're gonna get a chance to talk about the patriots a lot more and on this podcast from here on out there'll be a lot of interesting things that that happen here we can talk a little bit more about the certain things that we would like to see the Patriots do. And then, of course, we'll talk to you and we can talk about some of that stuff as well. So throughout this offseason, uh, maybe we can get together like every Tuesday, Title Talk Tuesday, whatever. I don't know. We can get together and talk about the Patriots every week. And so, we can also throw in some Bucks Corner and stuff. And before you have anything else to say about the Patriots before I get into Jim Corner, LB? Do I? Oh, I was actually going to say, one thing, uh, how I told you I'm a big Howard Stern guy. I listen to him a lot, and sometimes I try to apply things I heard on there. And 
I think of it when we're doing our podcast, you know, because I like to pretend like we're on the radio when we do these. Okay, I'm I'm very cool and I'm very uh, very important. <laughs> important, <laughs> you LB. are. And uh, no, I mean honestly, you have a great following, and, and this has been, you know, these have been the funnest years of my life to talk football. Um, after my dad passed, especially, you know, he passed in 2018, and then the Tennessee Titans uh, beat the crap out of our Patriots. You invite me on the podcast, and. I'll tell you, I was so nervous. I wasn't going to do it. I mean, I was sweating. I was sweating. I wasn't going to do it. I almost backed out, you know, so I went and I called my mom. I said, Ma, I can't decide on this podcast. She said, you've been talking about it for a week. I said, yeah, I can't decide on it. I'm nervous. She said, Ryan, you love the Patriots. You really seem to like this guy. Do the podcast. You'll have fun. And it was the best decision I ever made. It really was. I remember we talked about the OBJ thing and we actually had some good laughs. That might be my favorite podcast was that Titans one. Um, I remember you gassing the defense after that one, and you had a few people coming at you, and they were trying to make you look silly. You stood your ground, and that was a fun year, man. My first year of the pod was the 2018 season, and I would just like to say I love, love the idea of Title Talk Tuesday because Howard Stern always says, like, he used to say this to Eric the actor. Um you know, he was nuts. He was formerly known as Eric the Midget, but, you know, it's, that's a little bit offensive, so they changed it to Eric the Actor. And uh, he used to tell him, you know, if there's something you're going to do, you always want to have it on the same day, same time, so that people can come to expect it. So I love the idea of Title Talk Tuesday, man. I think that's fantastic. I love it. Good thinking, man. All right. All right. Well, let's do it. We'll get back into it. And, and before we go, LB, we'll talk. I've got a nice Jim Corner story for you. And I, I like to talk about my gym corner stories, especially with LB. And it's funny because so many people just like love hearing me talk about the gym, I guess, because <laughs> we're all kind of the same. We're all bros going to the gym and even girls too going to the gym. But I've got a gym corner story for you. So uh, I'll leave I'll leave the fellow's name out of this so he doesn't feel like. So I'm, I'm at my gym, you know, my normal gym that I talk about, the one that I talk about canceling the membership. I actually have two gym memberships. Everyone knows this. And I actually re-upped with my OG gym. So I'm back and uh, I've been back there. I have two gym memberships. <laughs> it's funny because no, you I said I was doing it. I would. I, I have two gym memberships now. So I'm back at the gym and uh, um, my, my second gym is very, uh, very into mask and stuff, which is cool with me. I, I wear the mask. I've talked about it. I'll wear a mask. Uh, this one is, is not so much. It's uh, kind of thin for yourself. And so I try to, I try to stay away from people and I don't like talking to people. Uh, no offense to anyone that goes to my gym and listens to this, but I just try to stay safe and, and not interrupt people. I just like to keep low key at the gym. I even will base my workout on who's at the gym because I don't like, I don't like making people seem that I'm like trying to dominate the gym and I don't want to like be jumping around or hitting the heavy bag while people are there because I just, I don't know. I just don't like doing it. So I'm at the gym and I'm working out. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, and I've got my headphones in and that should be key to everyone that says, please don't talk to me. I'm working out because I wouldn't talk to you. But he goes ahead and Listen, talks to me. Which is you could fine. be on and fire. I, you could be on fire in front of Bryce and he's got his mask on. He's watching his feet and he is not going to even know it. <laughs> but I, was, I, was, I was listening to some music and I was using I was using a weight set and he walks up to me. He's like, hey, man, what's going on with your calves? Like, I didn't really know what to say because I've never talked to this gentleman before. I said, uh, I don't know what's wrong with my calves. And he was like, they look like they're kind of blown up. 
and he yeah, awesome. was making he's making a joke about the size of my calves, and I was like, I you know I said hey, they've always been like this, and I'm bred into some uh, some mountain heritage, <laughs> and my my people like to climb mountains, and I'm built like it. So, I mean, I just that's just how they are, and so he returned to flexing at the gym and the mirror at the gym, which is you know his business, and I returned to my workout, and then a little bit later he comes up, and he's like. You play basketball, don't you? And I was like, "Yep." He's like, "Can you dunk?" I'm like, "No, I actually can't." You know, I'm, like I said before, I'm built like a mountain climber, so I've kind of uh, my limbs are probably for my size not not the best, but it's just because my ancestors climbed mountains and stuff. So it's just it's just to make me calorically stable when I'm climbing mountains and stuff. So <laughs> it was nice to have a, a it was nice to have a little compliment in the gym, but the way the way the fellow went after it, it made me a little embarrassed and. Yeah, I just felt, I don't know, it was, it was a little odd. I, did, I really didn't know what to do, but I, I just, I told my dad about it. And everyone always says at the gym that, everyone always says at the gym that my my calves are legendary there. And I just, I don't know what to say about it. So I just say thank you and I keep it moving. It's actually funny because people on Twitter.com, uh, when I used to have mold profile picture, they would be like, now show your legs. And I would be like, I never Oh, they're said, ridiculous. I always, I Those say, things are ridiculous. Legs. It's just are those it's just how weapons. <laughs> I ho- I'm not even gonna comment because pretty soon they'll put me in jail for ha- for having yeah, these things. I don't know, I, I don't know what it is or why it is. I just have big gastric memeuses. Okay, I'm sorry about it. I mean, do you even have to work hard on them, or, or are they just? I don't have I don't have to do anything. I could be I could That's remain awesome. when I was when I was a stupid young kid and did nothing. I could. I could always have big calves and people would always notice. But now I guess since I've been running a little bit, um, maybe a little bit more tone, people maybe, I don't know, notice it more. So my, yes, I do have big calves. It comes at a price because your calves, you know, when you run, you've got to drag your calves around. That's why the best runners don't have big well, legs. So uh, I always envy people with small, with small legs. Cause I want to yeah, jump high and like do athletic cool stuff. It's not cool to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm a mountain climber. That's so cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just an average athlete that has huge calves. Well, uh, heavy wears the crown, as they say, because I've seen you leaving the gym uh, with uh, multiple um, beautiful women uh, wrapped around them as you just try to walk to your car and you're just dragging beautiful women just, you know, wrapped around those tree trunks and they just won't let go and you're like hey you gotta go you know you let go let go and you know you you're just trying to get into your car and you just got these just you know these calves that are just you know and in all seriousness when i used to work out and i was really into it you know you have these these guys they come up to you and like hey man you know you got some nice biceps you know i like your veins and they start touching them and they're feeling them and you're like i don't think i'm ever working out again um, I think I, I think this is my last day at the gym because it, it just always made me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I do feel for you though, because those calves, man, I've I've seen I've seen the pictures of you just leaving the gym with just beautiful woman, and I'm talking, you know, like just beautiful, beautiful woman, and they are just just wrapped around his calves. They're just you know, and and they will not let go to this poor guy's calves. It's it's an issue for you. And I do, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, you will be in my thoughts and prayers tonight. Uh, those women, they love those calves. And I, it's funny that the reason I asked about you working out your calves is because you know how, like we always knew those kids growing up, even at my, my best, I was jacked and I was ripped. Um, I never got six pack ever, never had abs. Like for me, genetically, I just could never get abs. I could work on a little bit and my stomach would get better, but 
I could never really have abs and you'd see like those skinny, scrawny, like nerdy, like, and they're like, got like a rip. They got like this ripped six pack and girls like, Oh my God, I love his abs. And I'm like trying to flex my arms. Like, yeah, but, uh, I got biceps, baby. And like, you know, they'd go to those, (laughs) go to those abs. And it was like, just like unfair a little bit, you know, to not be born with great abs. I feel like that's another thing that's kind of like you're born with it, you know? Like you're, uh, like you're, I'm that way too. I think we're, I think we're the best, we're the same in that matter. I don't think it matters how skinny I can get. I never have sick abs. Yeah, it's, it's an entire dietary thing. I mean, Tom Brady's a diet nut. He doesn't just have ripped abs. You know what? What good? Tom Brady doesn't even have abs. And he doesn't have calves like you either, by the way. <laughs> it's it's my one it's my one compliment about me, you know. I, I've I've always I'll always brag about this forever because that's what I'll do. I'll, I I had a D one athlete and he's a he's a good friend of mine. He the first time he saw me, he commented about my calves and I thought, you know what? I'm telling that story to my grandkids. I always will. It's something I didn't have to work for. It's sort of a privilege in a way. And Look it's this. nothing I'm really that proud of because I didn't do anything to get it. It's just the way I am. And but it's the only thing I have to I can't be like, I've got the biggest arms or I've got the biggest chest. You I do have huge arms like though. I just have to arms. say I've got nice calves. Dude, you get complimented all the time. Come on now. You got huge arms. I I see it and you know <laughs> women used to based on my <laughs> You're in a relationship, so, but I, you know, women, they like you, you know, you are a young guy, you're in great shape. Uh, you do, you know, big things in the community, you know, and you got massive arms too, man. I, this, this calves talk, you, your arms are huge. You posted some golfing picture and your arms were like bigger than your head. And I was like, dude, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to go golfing with this guy because like the guys you were with, I don't know them, but you know, they weren't quite as fit. And they're wearing those big shirts and you were wearing like a big shirt too, but like your arms are so pumped up, like the sleeves just like gravitated to the top of your shoulders. Like, like they just knew, like, we got to show off these pipes. This guy's going to be showing off his calves and his pipes today. If I was you, I'd go to work with a suit, with no sleeves, maybe even hack off the, uh, the pant legs too. <laughs> what's going on guys. I'm just. Hey, the ladies are allowed to show off their goods. I'm showing off mine. All right, Bryce. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I can take my calves to the grave. You know, the arms are the that's that's the stuff I work hard for. But the the calves, the people that the stuff that people actually notice. No, I don't work hard at all for that. I love that. That's awesome. You don't even have to do anything. This kid probably went over and did like 48 sets of like uh, those calf raises. <laughs> I'm gonna get calves like that guy. <laughs> I used to joke with my brother because, you know, we live together and we shovel together when we get snowstorms. And uh, I always get sore quick and I'm, I'm being a baby and I'm like, my back hurts. And I was like, come on, dude, you're being lazy. And I'm like, dude, you were born with those big shoveler legs. You got this. You can... I was born with a bad back and it really does have like these huge legs, though. You, so did you just to... tell him that you got, you got a bad back because you're carrying all the smarts and the good books in the family? <laughs> I should say, hey, listen, I'm carrying this entire goddamn family, so you'll shovel and you'll like it. <laughs> Take the shovel and appreciate that you are not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, man, he- heavy wears the crown. Am I saying that right? Heavy wears the crown? <laughs> you probably are. Not. I'm probably messing we, it up. 
before we leave LB, I think we got to we got to talk to someone very directly. I think that someone's Bill Belichick. Listen, Bill, there's going to be a lot of people talking this off season. There's there's a lot of talk. You know, cap space, lots of numbers, who you can draft as a quarterback. Bill, listen, LB and I, listen, just listen. Make things very simple on yourself. Call the Seahawks. Tell them you you have so many picks. You have so many first round picks in the future years that you don't you really don't care. You don't have many years left to coach that you will. Tell them what offer it's going to take. Take it and leave and feel like you stole something because you have an elite quarterback. Thank you, Bill Belichick, for listening to this message from Title Talk. And any other message from the offseason is just absolutely the wrong one. You know, you don't want to – you're not going to – oh, we, we, should bring in a, we should bring in a quarterback for Harry. <laughs> we should bring in a quarterback that will really help Harry out. we got to get here. Let's keep it going. Let's the keep famous- it going with Cam. <laughs> Let's keep it going. So anybody, if anybody doesn't miss that, I know Bryson's trying to finish this bad boy up, but I feel like this is one of our best pods we've ever done, perhaps the best. Um, I'll never forget when Harry was all hyped on Instagram after like a one-catch game, and he has his something, and Tom Brady commented just dead serious, Let's keep it going with a period. Like, no. <laughs> Let's keep it he was going. Just like, come on, dude. Let's keep it going. You have one catch in the offseason, and literally I've seen you stumble and fall. He's probably Tom Brady's like, I'm, I'm watching this guy fall down in practice, and he's bragging on Instagram. What is this About guy? how great he is. Listen. Listen, man. Screw the picks. Trade for Russell Tom, Wilson. Tom left because of Harry. Tom left. Oh, probably. You know what? We just say, you know what? Well, you know what? Um, we got this guy, Harry. He's very good. He'll compliment DK really well. How about – Gilmore, Harry, two first-round picks, and the Seahawks bite. What's more legendary, Tom Brady ending all these dynasties by himself or Nikhil Harry ending the Patriots dynasty? It really was him. Everything was good until Harry got here. Everything Everything was great. As Super Bowl, it was all good just a week ago. (laughs) Harry ended the Patriots dynasty single-handedly. You had you had the Falcons, you had the Legion of Boom, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, the early dynasties, the Steelers, all sorts of people that all sorts of people collectively trying to tug at the Patriots dynasty and did no damage to the Patriots until Nikhil Harry got in, and now he's hiding behind like poles. And it took took one year, year. and he he blew the whole thing up. I mean, he's like a legend. Was he sent to us from like? He might have been a sleeper cell. Who did this? He might have been a sleeper cell. I, I, hey man, I, you know, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, stuff these days, you know, uh, what's, what's the word for that, uh, conspiracies. And, uh, I think that we just cracked the biggest one who ended the Patriots dynasty. We know who Harry, why, why do you do it? We need to get to the bottom of this. Maybe Congress should get on this. You hear me, Congress? You hear me? This Maybe we need. To, I'm going to start a petition corner. after this, and it says, "Get Nikhil Harry off the Patriots." Yeah, get him out of here. Watch him go to like the Texans and put up like 1,400 yards, and it turns out he really is just an absolute stud. But he just was like, you know what? I'm just going to blow it up from the inside. We need an inside man who's going to take down the Patriots dynasty. We're done. We've had it enough. Probably Vrabel. Gabriel probably told him all this. He was like, you know what? We'll pay you on your second contract. We'll give you a really big deal. You'll come here. It'll be awesome. Just pretend like you suck for like four years. I'm happy that you just mentioned Vrabel because there's one more thing I wanted to touch on before we go. Um, it was something I think we originally kind of meant to touch on. 
which was Adam Humphreys, right? The Patriots need to stop screwing around and just be legitimate with their offers. Stop thinking around. Don't offer crap. Don't try to lowball. Just, you know, just, just, just get your guys. If you like the player, get the player. That's simple. You know, don't try to. We saw with Matthew Stafford. Um, we know he didn't want to be here. Fine, whatever. Who cares about Matthew Stafford, right? He's a total coward. Doesn't want to be a Patriot. He's whatever. Didn't want to be here. But then you hear the report that the Patriots offered a second round pick and a player, probably a player like Jason Jackson or Stephon Gilmore, right? And uh, the Rams instead offered, and I know that you just you and I discussed this, and you're absolutely right. The Rams offered, you know, two firsts, a third, and, and Goff in return. Now, a big part of that, of course, was taking on Goff, his contract and everything. But maybe the Lions really like Goffs. So maybe the Lions feel like they got a great deal. What did the Patriots offer? A second-round pick and a player. Probably Harry. <sighs> Not good. You got to love it. I ruined the vibe, didn't I? I just, I just crapped all over it. We were just in the zone. We were talking calves and biceps and – Things you know, were looking up and Russell Wilson when we made Russell Wilson the Patriots quarterback and we were winning the division. Uh, things were looking good there. Belichick, you listen to me right now. Don't be a coward. Yeah, man. Russell Wilson would look so beautiful in that Patriots number three. Oh my goodness. It would just be the most beautiful thing, man. It would just be gorgeous. Can we please just get a good quarterback and get back to you know, good for Tom Brady, he got his seventh. Now it's time for the Patriots to get their seventh, right? Let's do this, man. I agree with you, OB. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Love you, buddy. And uh, we'll be back here next week. I love you too, buddy. You're a damn fine man. Uh, thank you for everything that you do for everybody, everything that you do for other people. You're a great human being, as always. I had a blast. This was a completely just fun time. I had a great time. Love you. Go, Pats. Do your job. Love you, Patriots. And congratulations to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. on his seventh suit boring. Gronk still sucks. Do your job. Thank you.